Hey, hi, this is Liz. How are you all doing? Well, today is Sunday and uh, every Sunday I normally have a bonus episode where I pick a story from the Bible and then, you know, break it down in my own way and uh, try and get some, you know, some lessons from that uh, scripture or that passage of the Bible. And today I have uh, a passage from Genesis, uh, sorry, from Jonah uh, chapter 1 to the last chapter, which is chapter 4. It's a short uh, story. Actually, the chapters are also very short. They're not very long. But I'm not going to read them. I'm just going to pick the story from there. You can go read it uh, by yourself when you have time. But it's a very interesting story. So why don't you stay with me and hear what I have to say? This one has got to be an interest one, interesting one because it got me cracking up a lot just by thinking about it. May God bless you and, uh, you know, speak to you as you listen to me on this one. Sometimes when I read the Bible, I imagine what would happen if some of the things that were happening then would be happening in our time. At a time when we have social media, technology is so, you know, way up there. I wonder what would happen. Say, for instance, the story of Jonah, the guy who was sent to Nineveh, or Ninawe, as we call it in Kiswahili, and then he refused and decided to go the opposite direction to a place called Tarshish. And then because of his disobedience, the, the boat he boarded experienced some serious challenges because there was a major storm that was threatening to take the boat apart. But the guys who were in there decided to do something to find out what was causing that, you know, a storm. And eventually they found out that uh, Jonah was the reason why there was such a major storm or a tempest as the Bible calls it. So when they approached him, uh, he just told them, yeah, I'm, I'm the cause, I'm the reason why this is happening. I'm running away from an instruction that God gave me. So to save you guys, why don't you just throw me in the sea and instantly it's going to calm and you guys will be okay. So at first they didn't believe him, so they decided to continue rowing and, you know, hoping that the storm would cease, but it only wasn't until eventually they just decided to throw him off the boat. Now, what happened next is just surreal, because the moment they threw him off the boat, there was this massive fish that was waiting for him. I think it was a whale. It was waiting for him by the side of the boat. So the moment they threw him off, he landed in the belly of the fish and he was in there for three days until the fish literally went and vomited him in Nineveh where he was meant to have gone the first time. So now this is where my very, um, you know, uh, my, my crazy mind now takes over. And these are the questions I was asking myself. So this guy lands in Nineveh. He, he, he's living in the modern times and in the times we are living in. So there's social media and all that. So he probably manages to take a selfie. I don't know where he got his phone from. Maybe he bought one the moment he landed there. He takes a selfie, goes to his social media and posts, you won't believe what happened to me. Just landed in Nineveh and my mode of transport was a fish. 
So I'm thinking, uh, who would believe that story? Or let's look at it from another angle. It doesn't say whether or not he was married. I don't remember reading that, but you can check it out in the book of Jonah, the whole four chapters. It's quite interesting. It's a short book and it has an interesting story, so I'm sure it's not going to bore you. So I'm, 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 I'm thinking, what if he had a wife and the wife had been, maybe he had, she had put an alert because for three days she hadn't heard from her husband. Maybe they were trying to call him. He wasn't reachable. So she tries everything she could. So she decided to report to the police missing persons that her husband um, is missing. And then the, the guy calls her from Nineveh and tells her, eh, this is where I am. And the lady probably would be like, and how did you end up there yet all your travel documents are at home? It's like, if I told you how I got here, you wouldn't believe me. So the wife is like, try me. And he, he's like, eh, I got swallowed by a whale and the whale just vomited me here. And I, you know, I'm, I just arrived here in that mode of transport. What do you think the wife would tell him? <laughs> Personally, I think I'll tell him a couple of things that might not be very good because I wouldn't believe what he's saying. I mean, how do you survive in the stomach of a fish for three days? And speaking of the stomach, by the time he, you know, he leaves that stomach, by the time the fish is uh, uh, vomiting him out, how, can you imagine the stink? How how much was he stinking, Yanni? Probably the moment he got out... He smelt like a fish himself, so everybody around me must have been running away from him. I mean, can you picture that whole scenario? And then at the port now, I'm, I'm assuming there was a port of entry. So this guy goes through immigration and uh, the immigration guys are asking him, so how did you come here? Can we see your travel documents? And the guy is like, uh, actually, I wasn't prepared to come this way. It's a fish that brought me here. So I don't have any travel documents. <laughs> Just imagining some of those things makes me laugh. Because, I mean, who would believe that kind of a crazy story? You know, and then maybe the, the wife decides uh, this guy is becoming too much now. And uh, I really don't think he's serious about this relationship. So uh, let's see if she takes it up further and decides they want to take, she wants to take it to a divorce uh, lawyer. And uh, she's explaining to the lawyer Listen, I, I can't go on living with this man because um, he's doing things that are not, uh, you know, they're not right. He's, I think he's cheating on me and he's giving me some cocky story about being swallowed by a fish. So she's explaining all this to the lawyer. <laughs> what do you think the lawyer would say? You're thinking about all that just makes me laugh because, yeah, if it was in the modern days, I think that Jonah's story would, would take a twist and a half. You know, a lot of crazy things would happen, but it did happen because it's written in the Bible. And I personally believe that the Bible is a true uh, documentation of things that have happened in the past. But my point is, even though I, I, I've used, a, 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 um, you know, a, a very humorous, probably humorous, um, you know, angle towards history. But the point is, I just wanted to highlight some of the things we can we can uh, learn from Jonah. Jonah had a very specific instruction. Go to Nineveh and tell my people A, B, C, D. So he had been given a set of instructions to go and give them. 
But then he decided he's not going to go to Nineveh. So what he did, he decided to take a boat going to the opposite direction, a place called Tarshish. So in the process, he got into a major storm. And of course, this storm, it's God who caused it because he had disobeyed him. How many times have you found yourself, have we found ourselves in storms because we disobeyed what God told us to do? He tells you, I want you to go and study a certain, you know, course. I want you to go and do something. I want you to go and do a certain skill. But then you decide, I'm not going to go do, to take up that uh, uh, skill because I want to do what somebody else is doing because I think that skill that he has is better than this one that God is telling me to take. And then in the process, you've, 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 you've spent like one and a half years, you've gone to college, you've done that, you've, you've gotten your certificates and all, but when you come back into the job market, you can't even get yourself a place. Why? Because you chose to go to Tarshish instead of going to Nineveh to do exactly what God had told you to do. And in the process, you find yourself in such a predicament, you don't even know what to do. So by the time you realize your mistake, you're thrown out and into the belly of a fish. And while you're in there, that is when you repent. Stuck in there for three days, it could be three days is just a, a placeholder. It could be many more days for you while you're looking at uh, for a way out. You know, while you're going back to retrace your steps from where you missed them. When you're going back to do that thing that God had asked you to do. During that time, there's a lot of pain that you go through. There's a lot of discomfort that you go through. There's a lot of uncertainty that you go through, which you could have avoided in the first place if only you had obeyed what God had told you to do right from the beginning. You would not have had to encounter the fish. You would not have had to cause other people to lose their property. Because if you read that uh, passage, you will see that when the storms began, they thought that the boat was going to capsize because maybe it was carrying a lot of heavy loads. So what they did is they threw out some of the cargo they were, they were carrying to make the boat lighter, but it was it, the, the, the weight of the stuff was not the problem. The weight was being caused by the disobedience of Jonah who was in that boat. Which surprisingly says that he was asleep when all this was happening. He is the one who had caused people problems, but he was asleep. So imagine the number of times of the many people who are suffering because you have disobeyed on something that God told you to do. Or you have done something that God didn't tell you to do. Either way, constituting to a certain amount of disobedience. My encouragement to all of us, myself included, is let's take time to look back and see what is it that God has told us to do that we haven't done that is causing us to be uncomfortable in the situations that we are in right now. The good thing is God is faithful. He's merciful, he's gracious, and when you go to him and, you know, ask for forgiveness, repent before him genuinely, he forgives you and he gives you another opportunity. He did that to Jonah, he did that to Nineveh, and when they repented, when they saw their mistake and they turned back, what he had sent Jonah to do was retracted and he did not destroy the city. Instead, he gave them another chance. He can give you another chance too, but only if you acknowledge that you have made a mistake. Don't be like Jonah, 
who got married that God did not destroy in a way, even after having gone through all that he went through. But be like God himself, gracious always, you know, merciful always, kind always, despite all our misgivings. May God forgive us all for the sins we keep committing, knowingly or unknowingly. May his grace be sufficient for us. May his mercies be upon us. And may he give us the ability to be obedient to his word and to stop disobeying so that we can avoid those, you know, moments when we have to be in the belly of the fish. <laughs>